Welcome to Murder Bucket, the podcast where I dive deep into murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. I'm your host, Hannah. Let's see what I'm going to pull out of the bucket this week. Hey, it's Tuesday, and that means another episode of the Cold Case Road Trip. As I mentioned last week, tonight's episode is only going to feature one location, so we have made it to stop 10. Join me as we travel to Puerto Rico. During my research for the episode today, I realized that there is little to no information about the cold cases that are located in Puerto Rico, so I will be featuring several different ones. Now, most of my research came from a website called The Charlie Project, and you can check them out at charlieproject.org. They profile over 14,000 cold case missing people that are mainly from the United States, but they do have several international cold cases, but they don't actually actively investigate these cases. This website is merely a publicity vehicle for missing people who were often neglected by the press and forgotten all too soon. Now, the Charlie Project is not registered as a nonprofit organization, so they don't get any funding. And the only way that they're able to keep their website going is by donations. So if you feel so inclined, I would really appreciate it if you could donate to them so that we can keep this website going and to be able to list as many cold cases as we can and have as much information as possible. Let's go ahead and move right along to our week slash weekend recap. I really need to start writing down what I did last week because I, for some reason, just can't remember anything once we get to Tuesdays and I have to tell you what I did last week. The only thing that I can really remember is Thursday we had Bible study at our house. Um, We're going through the entire Bible, um, kind of in chunks. We have this book that's actually called the Bible study, and it's broken up from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So each week you read an entire book, and then you answer questions, and you kind of discuss it, go over it, and that kind of thing. Last week we were in the book of Ezra. I also got my second COVID shot at one of the local high schools here in my area. Now, the shot itself was not bad, but then the next day I was super tired. My arm was sore, kind of like when you get a tetanus shot. It wasn't too bad, but then come around lunchtime, I ended up actually leaving work, coming home, and just crashing in my bed. I slept probably like four hours maybe until my husband and my daughter came home, and then after that, I was fine. Friday, all good. Still really don't remember what I did on Friday. Like I said, I I really just need to write all this stuff down. Saturday was actually really fun. I, I do remember what happened on Saturday. I went to a trail over here by my house with my friend Lindsay. As I mentioned last week, she is going on a 300-mile bike trip with some people that she met. She's done this a couple of times. And in June, she's going to Idaho to do 300 miles on a bike, not a motorcycle, but like a regular bicycle over a course of a week, which I'm extremely proud of her. And I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm jealous, 
I'm kind of curious, kind of wish that I had the ability to do that. Maybe one day I could, but I mean, probably not right now. Anyways, back to my story. Saturday, we met up at a trail over here by the house and we went on a 21 mile bike ride. Now, it wasn't supposed to be 21 miles, but the trail was just straight. It just went straight. And by the time we got all the way to the end, we weren't really tired and we obviously had to turn around and go back. And by the time we got back to our cars, we realized that we had gone the entire 21 miles and it lasted about two hours. Now, I wasn't really tired by the time we were done. I was actually, I felt really great. I mean, not going to lie, my nether regions did not feel very good. I know you probably did not want to know that, but it's kind of obvious you sit on a bicycle for two hours. I mean, something's got to hurt, right? Anyways, moving right along, Saturday night, we had a new church service at our church. Um, It's a little bit more contemporary, a little bit more upbeat songs. Um, There was probably, I think, around 45 to 50 people there. And it was actually pretty calm, pretty chill. It wasn't so like you can't really talk during the service kind of thing, like how Sundays are. It was more of like an interactive service. Pastor talked, we kind of answered questions, asked questions, that kind of thing. And then we went up to a restaurant called The Grill and hung out for a couple hours, and that was great. Sunday, we went to church. We went to uh, the grocery store, got some errands done. Then we came home, and my husband got the lawnmower up and running since it's been sitting since the winter time. Needed a new battery. I think he might have changed the oil, put in some new gas, got the grass mowed. And then we just kind of hung out outside for a little bit. Um, my daughter has this little dome-like thing. It it folds open to where she could kind of sit in it and hang out and be slightly self-contained. But because she's older since we've gotten this thing, it's less self-contained now because she can almost climb out of it. And that's pretty much what she did. I had a big bowl of uh, cherry tomatoes that was sitting in the driveway. And I was working on a project in the yard. My husband was sitting there with her. And while he was refilling her sippy cup full of milk, she decided she wanted to climb out of it and ended up face planting into a bowl of cherry tomatoes, which to be honest with you, I'm very grateful that it was the cherry tomatoes that she fell into instead of the driveway, because instead of her just crying, it would be her crying, and then there probably would have been blood everywhere. And I'm kind of okay with blood, but for it being my daughter, and this possibly could have been the first time that there would be blood, I'm sure I would have freaked out, but I'm just very thankful that it was you know, just a bowl of cherry tomatoes and it wasn't anything else and we can sacrifice those tomatoes. No big deal. Well, let's see. Enough about me. Let's go ahead and head on over to Twitter. See if I can do this before my phone dies because I am notorious for letting my phone die and not putting it on the charger. Anyways, let's go ahead and do this. Let's see. The Potent Puffin podcast 
said that they got to rearrange their living room furniture and they got to take their kid to a petting zoo fundraiser. Oh, and it looks like they also got to record new episodes for both of their podcasts. And I am actually very proud of you for having two podcasts because I'm not going to lie here, getting this one done every single week is actually a buttload of work. And I am very proud of you. Let's see. The Straight Up Evil podcast said that they rented a movie theater so that they could take their three-year-old and have his first movie experience. And I can't even imagine how exciting that must have been for your child to have his first movie experience. Because, I mean, that just has to be so cute. And it's also, you know, a weird COVID thing to have to rent out an entire movie theater just to be able to go to the movies, you know, like the good old days. Murderous Roots said that they had a rainy weekend in Illinois and that they worked and managed their kids by themselves while their husband was working. Myths Behind Legends says that they finished and edited the episode that is being released tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, and that they've been working on a song that they're going to include in next week's episode. And i actually very excited about this. I cannot wait to listen to it. Let's see. Revere True Crime Podcast said that they had a fun weekend. They got to spend time with their little cousins. And then it looks like they got to record an episode with a conjecturing podcast. And that sounds so much fun. I cannot wait until I get to have my first collaborative episode with another podcast. It's going to be great. And then finally on Twitter, we have the Spooky Hour who said that they bathed their dog and then took a lot of naps. And I love naps. They are fantastic. All right, let's head on over to Instagram and see what you guys were up to this week. Looks like the Bub and Goob show, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, they put fire emojis, and when I asked them what that meant, they said that they just had a dumpster fire of a week and that old Murphy's Law was in full effect. And I'm sorry... That whatever happened this week, I really hope it gets better. Let me know if there's anything I can do. I really do hope that your week is a little bit better than last week. Let's see. Your slice of life said that they're done with their first dose of their vaccine. I am so very happy for you, and I cannot wait until more people are vaccinated. ADTS podcast. Wow, you had lots of stuff going on. Let's see. Karina said that my weekend was awesome. I had the house to myself on Friday night after work, but she said sort of. She said it was herself, two cats, and 12 betta fish. Then she said on Saturday she got her nails done and got to spend some time with her bestie and co-host Chris. But apparently he's going to hate that she called him her bestie. But I don't see what's wrong with that. If you're the bestie, wouldn't you be proud to be called the bestie? Anyways, she then said that her boyfriend surprised her and came home early from his mini getaway. They got pizza from one of their favorite local places and got to hang out. Sunday, she sent some content to the rest of the crew to use in her absence while they got to record the episode this week. She paid some respects for a dear friend's mother's loss. Then they came home, made a pesto linguine recipe that she had been wanting to try, and it sounds amazing. And you said it was amazing, so I think you're going to need to send me that recipe because I would love it. 
All right. History at Mac said that they had a massive snowstorm. I thought it was springtime. Tell me where you live, History at Mac, because I would love to know where you're still getting snow. Looks like her and her boyfriend decided that they would entertain themselves by making pizza with a garlic bread crust, and that sounds absolutely delicious. And then finally, Detox on the Rocks podcast said that they tried making homemade vegan sushi, and apparently it didn't go well, but there was sake, so everything was great. I really appreciate everyone that shares their weekend slash week recaps with me. I really do love getting to know you, and I hope that you love getting to know me. Let me quickly share those who won our sticker giveaway. We have Divers Podcast, Myths Behind Legends, The True Crime Files, Revere Crime Podcast, Booze and Ghouls, Noteville Podcast, The Bewildered Podcast, My Opinion Only, One Crime at a Time Podcast, and Murderous Roots. Now, all of your stickers will be sent out sometime this week, so be on the lookout. Hopefully, they'll be there quickly. I do know that some of you are out of the country, so your stickers might take a little bit of time, but let me know when you get them. And before we head into tonight's episode, let's hear from our sponsor. If you are searching for a podcast about crime relating to actual life events of military personnel, veterans, family members, and those associated with the military in any way, then have I got the podcast for you. Check out Military True Crime Addict Podcast, where the host will be exploring a plethora of actual true crime stories that have not been reported by any news outlet or media. Stories that upon hearing, you will be astounded by. History should have been told and reported on long ago. There will be detailed stories that touch on topics such as assault, harassment, sexual preference, abuse of power, PTSD, murder, hazing, rape, and all stories that in some way relate to our military, veterans, and their extended family. The hosts provide the voice of the victims and they hear their side of the story. They also raise awareness of the heinous crimes and those most impacted. You don't need to know anything about the military to enjoy this podcast. Listeners can hear true crime stories with the specifics of what occurred. You can check them out on Google Podcasts and Spotify. They are the Military True Crime Addict Podcast. And we're back. Thank you so much to the Military True Crime Addict Podcast for sponsoring tonight's episode. I hope you will take the time to go and check out their podcast. Like I said at the beginning of tonight's episode, I will be featuring several different cold cases in the Puerto Rico area, but I do want to first apologize for the possibility of mispronouncing any names or locations. I did try my very hardest to figure out exactly how to pronounce each of these, but I'm sure I'm going to get them wrong because I'm not the greatest at pronouncing things. So let's go ahead and get started. Yuritsa Aponte Soto. She was last seen in Juana Diaz on February 10th of 2001. She was 17 at the time of her disappearance. 
She was last seen wearing a beige t-shirt, blue capri shorts, and sandals. The authorities believe that she was abducted by Emilcar Matias Torres because they found photos of her buried in a bag underneath his patio. He is currently serving a 20-year prison sentence for soliciting sex from several teenage girls. He has unfortunately never faced charges in this case or any others. Diane Marie Alves Colon. She disappeared from her home in Gainabo on September 9th of 1999. The authorities believe that she left her home on her own accord. She was only 14 at the time of her disappearance, and she was last seen wearing a white t-shirt and short black pants. There is no other information regarding her case. Carlos Borben Bueno. He was last seen leaving his residence in Rio Pedras on May 8th of 1990. He was 40 years old at the time. Unfortunately, there is no description of what he was last seen wearing, and there is no other information regarding his case. Camiel Stephanie Borgos Ortiz left her home on July 8th of 2006 and never returned. Her cell phone was the only thing that she left with that day. She was only 12 years old. She was last seen wearing a windbreaker jacket, a pink shirt, pink shorts, and black sandals. Authorities believe that she may have been a victim of Almilcar Matias Torres. He has never faced charges in this case or any others. Janani Marie and John Aponte were a sister and brother who were supposed to go to the beach on May 5th of 1974 with friends, but they never arrived. They were only 11 and 12 at the time of their disappearance. There is no description of what they were last seen wearing. The authorities do believe that they were kidnapped for a $72,000 ransom, but nothing ever came of it. Eight months after their disappearance, a man named Thomas Rodriguez left a note after his suicide that explained his role in the kidnapping plot. No arrests had ever been made. They were both declared legally dead in 2002. Angel Cruz was last seen in Santa Rita on May 1st of 1998. He was from New York and he was visiting relatives at the time of his disappearance. It is said that he went out to buy milk but never returned. He was a former professional basketball player with a men's league in Puerto Rico. There is no description of what he was last seen wearing. Roberto Gonzalez Cruz disappeared on April 29, 2000, while aboard his boat along with his friend Benvenido Ortiz Rodriguez. Neither men nor the boat have been seen since. What's odd is that Rodriguez wasn't reported missing until four months later on August 31, 2000. There is also no description of what they were last seen wearing. Michelle Enid Delphi Felincio was last seen playing in a neighbor's front yard while visiting her grandparents in Santa Isabel on May 2nd, 1992. She was only four years old. Her grandfather states that he heard an old car drive by and when he went out to check on her, she was gone. 
Authorities believe that she was kidnapped by a family acquaintance. She was last seen wearing a blue shirt and denim skirt. Alexander Bonilo Pastrana disappeared on June 24, 2004, in Alturas de Campo Rico. He left the area saying that he would be back soon, but never returned. He was only 31 years old. He was last seen wearing shorts, a beige t-shirt, and brown shoes. Lucy Ortiz Perez was last seen at a domestic violence shelter in San Juan on November 23, 1987. She was 30 years old. Her family stated that it was uncharacteristic of her to abandon her two daughters. They also believed that her disappearance was foul play. There is no description of what she was last seen wearing. Milton Ramirez disappeared from a hostel San Rafael in Maya Guise on January 14, 2004. His disappearance is considered to be drug-related. He was 44 years old. There is also no description of what he was last seen wearing. And finally, Victor Luis Velazquez was last seen in his residence when he left in an unknown vehicle and never returned on May 6, 2004, in Hacienda de Dorado. He was last seen wearing a black t-shirt, pink pants, and black slippers. He was only 28 years old. If you have any information regarding any of the cold cases that were mentioned in tonight's episode, please contact the Puerto Rico Police Department. Thank you for taking the time to listen to tonight's episode. Please check out this promo from my friend at Murder Murder News Podcast. Thank you for listening to Murder Bucket, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at The Murder Bucket, on Facebook at Bucket Murd, and on Instagram at Murd Bucket. A duck blind on Real Foot Lake in northwestern Tennessee becomes the unlikely site of a double homicide. Then the suspect's body is discovered floating in the murky waters nearby to the scene of the crime. Maya Miliette goes missing from Chola Vista after a fight with her husband, leading friends and family to believe he might be involved. Tune in to Murder, Murder News, the Listen Edition, every Friday for the biggest true crime cases making headlines each week. Subscribe to Murder, Murder News, the Listen Edition, wherever you listen to podcasts.